0: No, you not alone i I'm gonna make this place
1: your News Radio 840 WHAS Good Sunday morning Bob Sikoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show We're here with you until the top of the hour Thank you for joining us Lots of questions on today's show And coming up a little later How homeowners, how all of you can avoid mortgage relief scams. They're out there. We've got some tips for you. That's coming up a little later on. We thank these folks for joining us today. Chuck Crosby. He is the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. They do, of course, closings and an excellent job. But among the things they do, besides doing powers of attorney and wills, wills so important for so many people Mm um i can't go into stress this enough you you need to have a will for your family just no also here randy rocky he is one of the head guys over at swan financial they do a great job at getting you pre-approved and to the closing table you can reach a chuck to get your loan closed at 499-6360 and you can reach Randy to apply for the loan at six four five zero seven three six. And if you are thinking of selling your home now or in next year, or the near future, or even beyond, you can call me if you'd like. I would love to be able to help you. You can reach me directly on my cell phone. That's area code 502-376-5483. Or you can go to bobsellslouisville.com. That's bobsellslouisville.com. All right got lots of questions here. And this uh, first one, let's take it right on the top here, uh, Randy. Uh, this past um, Wednesday, the Fed uh, said they're not going to raise uh, yeah. short-term rates. That was good news. Haley wrote us the other day. She said, uh, with all that happening and interest rates short-term left alone, what does that mean for buyers and sellers? How does that translate helpfully, ho- hopefully and helping in uh, buying and selling? Andy?
0: Yeah, so this is three sessions in a row on uh, in a row on short-term rates that they have not raised them, um, and we've seen a downtick in rates. Um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that a lot of people feel like that uh, there is going to be a, a recession, the first quarter of next year, and uh, the job market now has been adjusted, and 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 we don't have again we have forty percent less jobs around the holiday season this year compared to last year so the job market is is really tough right now uh which drives interest rates down inflation is is definitely dropping uh which drives interest rates down so you put that with a recession i think it's going to be it was the perfect storm going up and i think it's going to be the perfect storm starting to come down
1: so we'll see rates coming down i heard predictions of uh, in the fives by towards the mid to end of 2024 you agree with that
0: well, we're in the fours. Uh, we have a four point uh, eight seven five uh, rate right now. Uh, we've we've really uh, uh, um, uh, APR four point nine two NMLS number two six three six two, and uh, we're 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 the company that's uh, definitely leading in interest rate, and our service is phenomenal. So uh, you that we we're, we're already there.
1: I got you. And that's a great uh, great deal. We'll talk more about that uh, maybe this show in the weeks to come as well. Let's go over to Chuck Crosby over at the Crosby Law Offices. Robert listens to us every week. He actually called me this past week and asked because he's going to be out of town next week. He says he needs an answer to this question, Chuck. He owns a single-family home. It's a rental property. He currently is in a midterm of a one-year lease with the renter. But he wants to know, can he sell the house – and terminate the lease with the renter when he sells even there are still months uh, at least maybe five five or six months left on the lease chuck
2: quick answer is yes he can sell anytime he wants as long as he can find a buyer but no he cannot uh change that lease that lease is in force anybody that buys the property buys the property subject to that lease
1: and that's it's funny i told him that i said listen i'm not an attorney and i I would tell you, this is what I think Chuck is going to say. There's no way to get around that. The lease goes with the property until it It ends. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We all heard that uh, uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Well, the fact is when you lease a property, you've given over possession. And in reality, uh, possession is a vast part of the ownership of real estate. So you've given over an interest in the property. The lease just can't disappear.
1: Let let me throw this at you. If it's a verbal agreement, and I don't think this is, Robert didn't say that, but I'm just forward projecting here. Let's just say it's a handshake and, okay, you got a year lease at this amount of money. Can you break that because it's verbal? No, no.
2: A verbal lease is just as good as long as it can be performed in the space of one year. So a verbal lease for two years is no good. Okay. But a verbal lease for one year is just as good. Now it gets into uh, proof. You know, if one party Mm -hmm. says, oh, no, this is what we agreed to. You know, uh, as I always say, a short pencil is better than a long memory. Um, But uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, verbal lease, uh, as long as it can be performed under the space or in the space of a year uh, is just as valid.
1: We ought to put a book together of jargons. I, I agree. That Duckism. was that was amazing. What's the nacho? What's the radiator nachos? Radiator nachos. That's yeah, the for, peeling
2: paint, uh, the lead chips on uh, yeah. uh, the old time radiators. You don't <laughs> eat
1: radiator they nachos. Don't. You don't eat any lead based paint. But yeah, so there's just a little book in there somewhere. All right, we move on. Russell sent us his email. He is planning on selling his home in 2024. He's wondering, should he paint? The house, inside or outside, any specific color or colors to improve its curb appeal and interior appeal for resale. Okay, guys, I know you may or may not know this. Any any thoughts on your end? I'm. Oh getting... yeah. Oh, absolutely. What I I know of a house in Valley Station.
2: Yeah. Uh, the developer who put it together was going all. Ardeco, deco you know south miami beach style so the uh it was a stucco exterior uh-huh. um and it was painted that uh miami vice pink oh um the house sat there for over a year mm. with no bites yeah. they finally said eh, screw that so they painted it uh a normal color sold within a month yeah wow
1: yeah pink not necessarily the best pink. Yeah, and not just any pink. We're talking Don Johnson <laughs> oh, pink. Well, yeah, Flamingo pink. Yes. Yeah. So Zillow, I actually checked into this. Zillow uh, looked at 135,000 photos from old houses across the country to new houses and see how paint colors impact sales. Listen to this, folks. This is rather interesting. They found that homes with charcoal or smoky to jet black doors sells for $6,271 more than expected. Can you believe that again? Charcoal to smoky to jet black doors. and Considering that a door paint job can cost maybe 100 to $400 for a bucket of black paint, it's a great investment. And in their study, Zillow also found that tuxedo kitchens, now you know what a tuxedo kitchen is? White and black. Well, two colors, right. You're right on there. Yeah, so upper cabinets and lower cabinets are painted two different colors. Hopefully oh. they, they actually look good together, those colors, they actually sell for more money as well. So it may be worth it to do that in staging your home. Well, we we give out a lot of information on our show. If you would like to hear a or see a rebroadcast, go to louisvilleanswers.com. That is a direct YouTube link, louisvilleanswers.com. You can see this show in its entirety. And hear some of these answers if you want to share them with some of your friends. We move back on over to Randy, Rocky, Zachary, is uh, in his 30s, remembers the mortgage crisis, 2008, 9, 10, 11, and 12, and he says he's looking back. What was the cause of the mortgage crisis, and could it happen again, Mr. Rocky at Swan Financial?
0: Uh, very simply, no, and I'll tell you two reasons why. Uh, number one, if we do have stated income programs, which were back then. Yeah. No income, no com programs, but you put twenty percent down now. We're used to you put zero down. The second thing is simple supply and demand, which Bob you can elaborate on. Uh the uh, we we have about thirty eight percent of the inventory we actually need right now. So um and, and, you know, a lot of people, in fact, I had a Facebook post uh, mid-end of last year, and they said appreciation is not going to happen in 2023, and I told everybody it would. And I, we probably had on the radio show, and it looks like we're going to be up about 6% uh, appreciation this year. And it's going to continue to happen between, you know, 3 and 6% because of the simple fact of supply
1: and demand. If you just don't have enough supply, then it, it, pricing is not going to drop. Yeah, and let me just point a couple of things out. So one of the things is that a lot of people have a lot more equity in their home before they did not in the early, well, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and they were able to walk away because they really weren't weren't losing anything. So homes were going into foreclosure. Those foreclosure homes helped dilute the market and bring prices down. Right. The other part of this is is the the number of homes on the market right now, the absorption rate. And the absorption rate, folks, the way I tell it to all of our sellers – if we turn the faucet off, we don't let any more homes go on the market as of this moment in time. How long would it take the existing homes on the market to be bought or sold uh, to the buyers? And typically, anything six months or more is a buyer's market. Five to six month neutral, five months or less is a seller's market. Typically, throughout our area, most areas of town, there's a one to two month inventory of homes. Back in 8, 9, 10, 11 to 12, it was six months plus. So you can yes. see the numbers there. So you're well, right on
0: and, and once you're talking about equity, you're right. And a lot of loans back then were zero money down ho- loans. We still can mm-hmm, do that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they were doing zero money down loans at, you know, a 540 credit score. That's
1: not possible anymore. 530, whatever. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see, we, we pride ourselves on our reviews. All of us do. If you'd like to see what those reviews are, we make it easy. Go to louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com. Those are the reviews that we get from our clients. Chuck Crosby over at the Crosby Law Office, uh, Doogie writes us in this email saying that uh, he's in the process of buying a home. And I don't know if you've heard this or seen this, Chuck. I have. uh, That his agent told him that there are some seller's agent sections of the multiple listing service. So it's in the agent notes that they have the right to turn down some home inspectors. Have you heard about that particular thing? Yeah, I have. Um, And
2: yeah i have heard about that uh i think there's a couple of them that frequently show up
1: yeah yeah and do you want to do you want to explain why you want me to explain no go ahead i i I don't want to
2: have any home inspectors showing up on my front doorstep
1: yeah i don't mind show up on my doorstep i'd love to talk to you about the inferior product that some of you do it's only a handful it's less than a handful but one of them does it by handwriting there's no uh there's no report and I had a, early in my career, one or two years into uh, as a real estate agent, about 19, 18 years ago, I received one of his reports. I said, I can't read it. He said, well, that's your job to learn how to read it. Well, I can't read it if you can't understand it. So that was the, that's been going on for 19 plus years now. So that was one inspector. And the other inspector, we know because we've heard that he will tell somebody, listen, this house is not worth your time. But find another one, and on the next one, I'll give you a discount on the inspection. So, and this is not just hearsay. This was actual comments that we've heard. So, without using names, those are the reasons why some agents in town will say, "No, no good for this inspector or that inspector. And there's some other stories, which I won't get into, that are just too bizarre with uh, these inspectors. But let's just keep it at that. That's the reason why we... Move on now. Uh, Randy, Peter sent us this uh, email. He's planning on buying a new house in Florida next year. He's wondering how can he avoid being scammed by moving companies? So what should you look out for? So, Chuck, uh, Randy, if you don't have them, I've got some stuff for you. Any, Any suggestions on your part?
2: Uh, Pick up the phone, talk to someone with the company, talk to somebody they've used. Uh If you're a moving company, I would imagine that you've got some satisfied customers. If not, uh, why would I want to use you? Uh, I am reminded of a uh, uh, local 'er ne'er-do-well, actually evicted the fella uh, from a house, but uh, he set up a company where uh, he would go and pick up the furniture, uh, and it never made it to its destination uh, It's you know there's just stuff out there. Uh, yeah. Get referrals. Uh, you don't you don't pick your your brain surgeon out of the yellow pages.
1: uh, Get referrals. So some other things, uh, mover or broker doesn't perform an on-site inspection of your household items, or gives and gives you an estimate over the phone. That something's going on there. Yeah, something's right. Mover does or broker doesn't provide written estimates that will uh, determine the cost after loading or the moving company demands cash or large deposit before moving, legitimate moving companies will accept credit cards or checks uh, after you move. So just note, those are some key items there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, homeowners how you can avoid mortgage relief scams that are out there with us continuing randy rocky he is the head guy over at uh, swan financial you can reach him anytime six four five zero seven three six also chuck crosby he's the owner of the crosby law offices at four nine nine six three six zero i'm bob sicola if you're thinking about selling your home now or in the future please don't hesitate give me a call free no obligation estimate we can come out we'll talk i will Then we can review and also uh, we'll set up a search for a home that you may be wanting to buy. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck
2: Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord, and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499 499 499-
1: this has been a paid advertisement. Welcome to the future of home ownership with Swan Financial. Here's Randy Rocky.
0: Say farewell to the high mortgage rates with our game-changing solution, the interest rate buster.
1: Listen to this. We redefined the 30-year
0: fixed rate mortgage, offering unprecedented rates between five and six percent
1: APR. For the entire loan duration. For more information on how to get that loan, call Randy Rocky at Swan Financial at 502-645-0736. That's 645-0736. NMLS 26362 and 2473. Shopping for a home? The place to start is Remax Properties East. Experienced, caring, top producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today.
2: In today's real estate market, you want someone you can trust in the driver's seat. In Louisville, that's Bob and Greg Sokola. Bob and son Greg have helped thousands of families just like yours turn challenges into solutions. They can give you a guaranteed sale, a custom marketing system to get your home sold on your timeline and for the most money. And they have an instant cash offer program. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. You'll be glad
1: you did. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Seculler the Louisville Real Estate Show. To the top of the hour we go. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran. We really do appreciate it. Barbara is a, a great lady, a mentor, and uh, endorses us here in Louisville, and we thank her for all the help that we talked to her about. With us continuing, Chuck Crosby, the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. They do a variety of things, including a great job getting the loan closed. Uh, your loan. And you can uh, also get a will done by Chuck. And uh, I'll tell you, he's done my will and I can endorse him uh, having worked with him. He's great. You can reach Chuck four nine nine six three six zero. Also Randy Rocky. He is one of the head guys over at Swan Financial. They do a great job not only getting you pre-approved, but to the closing table. And Randy's not only located in Louisville, but also Bowling Green. We are heard down in Bowling Green, so we should tell you that. You can reach Randy 645- 0736. And me, Bob Sekoler, thinking about selling, we would love to help you free, no obligation analysis. Come out, we can talk, come up with a path on what you need to do to get the home sold. You can reach me at 376-5483 or go to bobssellslouisville.com. All right, so here's a, a lot of scams going on these days in all different areas, but there are some Homeowner scams, uh, relief scams, especially for people who are having difficulty paying their mortgages. And guys, feel free to jump in here and review. But these are scammers who often pose as government officials or mortgage experts, and they may promise homeowners that they can help avoid foreclosure or modify the mortgage loan. However, these promises are also also false, and homeowners can fall victim to the scams and lose their homes and their money. Anything that you want to add, uh, add to that, gentlemen?
2: Well, I mean, scams are all over the place. Um, shoot, yeah. I, get, I get phone calls on a regular basis where someone calls up and says, hey, you know, these people contacted me. They said they could do this for me, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And it just doesn't sound right. Uh, You know, you just hear it. Uh, But with what you're talking about, well, shoot, the government's got uh, websites you can go to uh, for tips and for phone numbers to call someone. Uh, The idea is if someone calls you up out of the blue and Mm -hmm. offers you something and they're asking for money up front or they're promising you a loan modification or, hey, give me your private information like social security numbers. uh, I mean, those right there, that's when you just hang up the phone. Yep, you're right on
1: target. Absolutely.
0: Well, and and, and another area that uh, scammers are great is scaring you, and then having you go into different type of places like coin stars and things yeah, of that nature. Yeah, yeah. And trans, yes, where you where you go in those scenarios. So anytime they're wanting you to wire money, uh, make sure you call and check two or three times with the scenario if it's whatever it is, and and call them and, and verify
2: that you need to do that. Yeah. And it was like you were talking about a, a minute ago with the, uh, with the movers. Yeah. Um, if, if using a credit card is not going to be permitted, you have to use some other form. Uh, think about why, I mean, a credit card can be stopped. There's fraud protection with that. Uh, but if I have to Venmo or I have to, you yes. know, do the coin star things, you know, uh, anything like that, that is, uh, not money that can be stopped, uh, necessarily, at least not easily. Um, so so that's what they're doing right there. Uh, just but I get those phone calls uh, and they yeah. do that uh, scare tactic. Uh, shoot, you know, call people. I had somebody call me last week. Uh, the quote sheriff's office called him and said there was an outstanding warrant for his wife and he needed to go to one of those. I think it was a Coinstar star uh, to uh, hmm. <laughs> send money to the hmm. sheriff, to keep him from executing a warrant. And it's like,
1: no, no. Yeah, no, I've dealt with that myself. So I, I know it's scary because they, they make it sound legit.
2: Yeah, they do. Oh, they're very and, good. Yeah. 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 Yes. But, but, but if it's not you, if it, if somebody were to if they were to ask you, you'd immediately go, oh, no, that's nonsense. But yeah. when it's you, when you hear the voice, it's like they, they get right under your skin and then you're just not so sure, are you?
1: Mm-mm. So, a couple of things, as Chuck mentioned, if they're asking for an upfront front fee, first of all, if you get the phone call from somebody. Don't you just ignore it. But if they ask, if you're calling and they ask for an upfront fee, be concerned. If you're asked to transfer your deed to your home, uh, be concerned. If the in- individual or company helping you asks to make future mortgage payments directly to them, be concerned. If you are asked not to contact your current mortgage company, be concerned. So that actually is the key is call your mortgage company first and see what they can do. Right. They went through this. Yeah. They went through this many years ago, 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. They hopefully are better prepared for folks who are having problems with their mortgage. As we mentioned earlier, the unemployment rate is low. Randy talked about this at the top of the show. Oh, and so then, there's
2: actually a government entity in Kentucky that is situated to do just that. Hmm. Save My Kentucky Home um, is, their, uh, is their website. And I mean, that's the place to go.
1: Yeah, you talk about that at all closings. I know yeah, you. It's yeah, it's on right. every closing. Yeah, right, exactly. So, if again, if you want to hear a replay of this show uh, to get more of this information back to, or share it with folks, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's a redirect to our YouTube channel. Uh, Also, while you're at it, if you want to see what buyers and sellers are saying about us, go to louisvillegoogle.com or louisvillezillow.com. That's in writing so you can actually read it. We go back over to uh, Chuck Crosby over at the Crosby Law Office. Connor has a fascinating question. He writes in this email and you can send me an email, folks, bob, at weselllouisville.com. Put in the subject line radio question and then in the body of the email, give me the question. He writes, uh, he put an offer in through his agent in Olden County for a condo. The seller countered back. The negotiations went through two rounds and finally were agreed to by both the buyer and the seller. Here's the catch. Connor's agent realized after both parties agreed to the price, the original offer contract was never officially signed by the seller. So Connor is asking, does that make the contract void? So there was a contract that goes back and forth. There's finally agreement. But the original contract, the very first uh, volley, as we would say, uh, was not signed by the seller. Is it void, Chuck?
2: Okay, so we have an agreement where hugs and handshakes and we have signatures from all parties on that document, correct?
1: On the final agreement, yes.
2: On the final agreement. Now, was this kind of the... Uh, um, You know where uh you're just saying oh no i i'll agree to everything except a b and c
1: yeah the impression i got was no that they they've actually came to terms they agreed on what that was going to be in terms of price but he just looked back and there was no signature by the seller on the original contract
2: well you know yeah yeah that is um if they've come to an agreement at the end um I would say that's going to be an actual agreement, uh, mainly because when they came back and did a counteroffer, that's a rejection of the original. And then the next uh, counter is a rejection of the counter. So when they finally did come to the agreement, I assume that it would incorporate certain parts of the original uh, contract document, but that's something you always want to have part of it say hey you know we
1: incorporate all of the terms and conditions but uh uh yeah that's two thoughts on that so if he wants to go through if connor wants to go through with the hmm. deal i would suggest that he and his his agent send yeah go back and get all the signatures get the signatures corrected but if connor wants to pull out and this could be a, a battle of who said who and what said what yeah, there, there is a way to get out of it in the inspection clause where you just do yeah. a termite inspection and you pull out on inspection. So, that yeah, might, I don't that I way. don't
2: know that you see with with having an agreement at the end signed off by all parties. Yeah, um, I think you can argue that the uh, the meeting of the minds was on yeah. the entire document. Yeah. But it's it's not a I wouldn't say that's 100 percent shot, but I'd say yeah. that's uh, it's pretty strong.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That's why I would say, Connor, if you really want the house, go back, make sure you got documents signed. You can always do that post, like now, and or if you don't want the house, then you can pull out on the inspection clause. It's cleaner than trying to argue that the there was not a signature on the original contract, because that you'd get caught up in a variety of uh, mediation or arbitration. We go back over to uh, Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. William plans to sell his current home and buy a new one in the next four months. Uh, the email he sent us. He is wondering what documents does he need to uh, be able to apply for a mortgage. Not only with Swanno but whoever right. else he charged. What's the right main...
0: uh, uh, W twos? Uh, uh, the last two years, your uh, two most updated pay stubs, and um, uh, and 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 really outside of that, also whatever assets we need for a down payment. And those are the three big things. Unless there's some other factors. Once we pull credit that we need, that those are the be the three things that we really need
1: to start with. And this time of year is also particularly tricky because we're going to get new W-2s coming out if you're a paid salary employee. Right. So will you need to provide those to the mortgage company as well if he applies in the next couple of months? Uh,
0: yes, in the next couple of months they will. But if, if you know, they close in January, no, it's not required at that point to have the W-2s to um to them. So, no, that would not be the case. We just use their end-of-the-year pay stub would be very easy to
1: accumulate how much money that they made in 2023. Got it. This should be the final question for Chuck Crosby, and uh, it's a doozy. Vanessa, Chuck, planned on buying a condo in Louisville last month. In this email, she's writing that she would have been, it would be her first property, but Vanessa also has a service dog, and the condo rules and regulations specifically say Pets are not allowed. And so Vanessa is wondering, is it legal for the condo association to discriminate against her and her dog if the dog is a service dog? Chuck, quick answer is no. Uh,
2: and I can give you the phone number of three different uh, local agencies uh, and one state agency out of Lexington that would be happy to jump on that issue.
1: Hmm. Do, do you think this is the common problem with condo associations? Or? You get the
2: phone call occasionally, yeah. um, you know, uh, usually if the condo association has a, a management company, if mm-hmm. the HOA has a management company, the management company rides herd on that kind of stuff. And they realize, you know, that the ADA, you know, requires certain things, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but occasionally you will get uh, member run HOAs and they just go off the rails on things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um so, you know, there's that. But uh, yeah, if you want to try discriminating uh, in that fashion, uh, I, I can tell you that uh, it's not difficult to find the governmental agencies or the quasi-governmental agencies that will represent them for free on a housing discrimination claim.
1: Yeah. OK, good. So condo associations, be prepared for the fallout if you're not up on the regulations for, um, for this type of a problem. We are out of time. I should tell you next week. We will tell you the temperature that you should set your thermostat at in the winter. This is a new research that came out. Should be interesting. Our thanks, of course, to Chuck Crosby. He is the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. They do a great job of getting your loan closed, but they also do evictions, appeals from judgments, and um, also wills and powers of attorney. You can reach Chuck anytime, 499. 499- 6360. Also, Randy Rocky, who is the head guy over at one of the head guys at Swan Financial, both here in Louisville and in uh, Bowling Green. You can reach Randy and his group at 645 0736. If you're thinking of selling your home, we would love to help you. All you need to do is, uh, I would love to help you. Give me a call. Come out for a free, no obligation kind of a plan of what you need or not need to do to get the home on the market and sold. And it doesn't matter if it's next month or next year or the years beyond, I'd love to talk to you. You can reach me on my cell, 502-376-5483, or go to bobsellslewisville.com. We're at a time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHA.